from the CSI Today News Desk at the College of Staten Island. Welcome to the CSI Today Talks Podcast with your hosts, David Pizzuto and Terry Manns. The CSI Today Talks Podcast is your connection to the College of Staten Island with the newsmakers that make it happen. From world-renowned faculty and staff, dynamic students, and community leaders, stay connected to CSI with CSI Today Talks. And now, here is your host, David Pizzuto. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to CSI Today Talks, right here on CSIToday.com and from wherever you are listening to your favorite podcast. This is David Pizzuto, co-host of CSI Today Talks, here to bring you another exclusive episode here, season three, episode six, as we speak to not one, but two guests today coming up in just a few moments. Stephanie Echevarrieta and Frankie Scordato will join us. They are from CSI's Yes Together initiative here on campus, brand new initiative that is being rolled out thanks to uh, Bold Solutions grant from the Petrie Foundation. And we're gonna learn a lot more about Yes Together and of course about Stephanie and Frankie's story as well. And so happy to bring that to you because what they're doing is some great work. Before we get to Stephanie and Frankie, we want to remind you to please subscribe to this podcast. Co-host Terry Mayers and I will look to bring you new episodes uh, every week, usually on Mondays, but sometimes, like today, on a Tuesday morning as we come back from a holiday weekend here at the College of Staten Island. So uh, today's show, of course, debuts on Tuesday, October 10th, but usually every Monday, sometimes on a Tuesday when there's a holiday, we will bring you a brand new episode, Terry Mayers and I. So no matter where you're listening from, whether it's Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, CastBox, wherever else, Radio Public, uh, please hit that subscribe button. Let's us know that you are listening and tuned in and where you're listening from, which definitely helps us as well. So we thank you for that. We also remind you to please subscribe to our website at CSIToday.com. Go on CSIToday.com, look on the right-hand toolbar. There is a subscribe button there. And signing up gives you free access to CSI Today This Week, which is our weekly newsletter that brings you up to speed with everything going on at the College of Staten Island. Latest uh, events, wrap-ups, top news stories, and of course, this podcast and all of our archive podcasts as well. So great way to um, stay in touch with the College of Staten Island and everything that it is doing on CSIToday.com. And of course, CSI Today Talks, the official podcast of the College of Staten Island. So now without further ado here to kick off season three, episode six, I'm joined by not one, but two special guests. They are both from the Yes Together Bold Solutions Initiative here at the College of Staten Island, where you're going to learn all about it now with Stephanie Echevarrieta, the transformation coach with the program, and from Frankie Scordato, the success coordinator with the program. So uh, ladies, welcome to the show and thank you for being here. Thank you. Cool. Thank you. Excellent. So, uh, you know, thanks again for being on the show. I'm so excited to talk to you both about the Yes Together initiative at the College of Staten Island. I've gotten a chance to learn a little bit about it over the last few months, and it's so worthy uh, of trumpeting it here on the podcast. Before we get to that, though, I'd love to take a few minutes to really have our audience get to know you a little bit. Can you give us both you know, a, a little bit of background on who you are and what are some of your professional travels and ultimately what brought you to the College of Staten Island? Absolutely. So um, I've been working with youth for over 20 years. 
mentoring and started at the YMCA in the after-school program, working with young young adults, and then went to the back-to-work program uh, for people on public assistance, trying to assist young people with getting jobs or perhaps going back to school. And right before coming to the College of Staten Island, I was working with a GED and vocational training program called Youth Build Impact, and again, you know, the same thing, helping um, young adults get on a path to mm. success. That's where I it led me to student affairs and the College of Staten Island. The director at Youth Build Impact suggested me for this position. She is partnering with Yes Together and thought that I would be perfect for this role. And Frankie and I both worked at Youth Build Impact, and I just thought that she would be the perfect addition to the team where we're now, you know, trying to, again, make a difference in young people's lives and get them on a track to success. Great. And for me, again, my name is Frankie, and being, I am a newly licensed social worker, actually. I did my undergraduate studies at also a CUNY. I did my undergrad at Hunter College, and then I went on to do my master's in social work at Fordham University. So I have been a social worker for about a year now, and I've worked in a nice variety of positions before coming to Yes Together. Mm -hmm. Like Stephanie mentioned, I did some internship work at Youth Build Impact, one of our partners, and that eventually led to a position there as a case manager where I really worked closely with a lot of the students with mental health struggles while in the GED program, as well as connecting to that, them to any resources that they needed, such as anything from public assistance, health insurance, shelter, even like something as small as driver's ed lessons. Like mm. we really helped them in every aspect there. After Youth Build, I did some therapy work at the um, Jewish Board of Family and Children's Services on Staten Island. And while I was there, I was contacted by Stephanie about this position at Yes Together. And it really got me excited because I know that this program is much needed at the college. And I was really excited to work with these young people again and helping them be the most successful that they can be at college, especially since I was in college not too long ago myself. And I really know how some of these struggles are. I know what the struggles are like. And I was excited to use my wisdom and lived experience to help them in their journeys as well. Great. Yeah, excellent. And you could see by your professional journeys how it's kind of led you, uh, you know, to this position kind of quite naturally. Um, you know, this these these positions that you now occupy, obviously, um, you know, help Staten Islanders, you know, aged 18 to 22, who either stopped out or paused their education after high school, really offers them the kind of supports and guidances they need to get back in. And I guess 
is that a field? It, it seems like it, it has been based on your professional travels, but is that a field that you always intended to work in and, and be a part of? You know, when did that sort of click for you uh, personally that you wanted to work with these kind of, you know, age groups and, and help them in this capacity? Well, for me, ever since I was in high school, I was always interested in mental health, especially of young people that age mm-hmm. group. That was always an interest of mine. I was, like like I said, I was more interested in the mental health aspect, but after doing my field work in graduate school, where I was able to, you know, work with these students at Youth Build Impact, I really enjoyed this type of work. I got to see and learn about a lot of the struggles that young people deal with every day, and I, you know, it's such injustices that go on with their lives, a lot of these people's lives, and I really, um, you know, since then, I've, I've been all, I've worked with all age groups since then, since Youth Build at my therapy position, and I've always found myself missing the work that I was doing at Youth Build Impact with these young people, mm-hmm. like really being able to get in there and help them on a more holistic level rather than just, let's say, their mental health, like really being able to get in there, advocating for them, helping them advocate for themselves. Um, helping them obtain the resources they need to be successful, it really, it really, I guess, makes me feel like I'm working with them rather than like in other positions. Mm-hmm. You can only do so much, and you're kind of more powerless. I feel. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. So really, ever since you know all the work I've done, this has always been a population that's interested me. And for me, I went to school. I have a culinary degree. That's what I thought I wanted to do. I always loved to cook, but it was really not fulfilling uh, position. Mm-hmm. I started working at the YMCA. Uh, I was parent coordinator. I started to see that this is where my passion lays, and this is where I'm supposed to be, and it kind of um, morphed into that. I love the end re- seeing the end result, watching these young people go from – shy or low self-confidence, being unsure of themselves to blossoming, watching that that transformation take mm-hmm. place, watching them turn into the, the butterfly mm-hmm. and, and, and get their wings and go is so fulfilling. It's, it's just a wonderful feeling. And, and yeah, this is where I belong. Awesome. So great to hear that. So rewarding the uh, the work that you're doing. And it brings us to Yes Together, which at CSI is a bold new initiative. And that makes sense because it's part of the Petrie Foundation's Bold Solutions for Reengagement uh, program. Can you explain that a bit and talk to us about the impetus behind Yes Together and other programs like it that have received funding for this purpose? Sure. So um, we're funded by the Petrie Foundation and the Heckscher Foundation, you know, they did a study on why there was a decrease in the admissions rate. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there were quite a few things, you know, obviously it had something to do with it, but young people were afraid of, you know, the financial burden, Mm -hmm. feeling like they were not prepared for college and that they had to work, support their family, and didn't think it fit into, you know, into their life. So Yes Together was created to address those issues, giving 
a, a holistic approach, meeting them where they are, figuring out a plan, not one-stop shopping, a plan that fits each individual student, helping them with jobs. We partner with a few community-based organizations that have agreed to hire our students on a part-time basis and work with their school schedules because sometimes that's an issue. Supporting them from start to finish, supporting them with the admissions process, financial aid, all of that sometimes is so overwhelming, helping them with every step of the process, Mm -hmm. as well as with outside barriers so that they can focus on school and be the successful, you know, person they were meant to be. Terrific. Terrific. And, you know, this process, and correct me if I'm wrong, ladies, started, uh, you know, I believe in the COVID landscape, because I would assume, you know, COVID might have even exacerbated the problem, you know, stopping out, pausing, hesitancy for taking that next step. Did COVID expound all these problems and or make them more visible? Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. And I, I think, you know, some some of these young people coming out of high school in a virtual setting, going back into the classroom just seems overwhelming and they don't feel that they're academically prepared for it. Mm. Yeah, so so CSI then is is up for the task. We we submit a proposal uh, to Petrie and and Heckshire to engage with this program. We receive 250k to help launch and install what is later then called Yes Together. Tell me a little bit about how a program like Yes Together actually works. What are the mechanisms that are that are in place, and what makes it a bold solution to reengagement? So with Yes Together, it's really about forming that individual relationship with each student. It's Mm -hmm. about earning their trust. Because a lot of students will be walking into college seeing all these professional people, um, all this coursework, bills, all of this stuff, and can be really put off from that, especially from from the backgrounds Mm -hmm. where many of these students come from. Mm -hmm. And it can be overwhelming, and it seems like, it, maybe some of the staff aren't there to necessarily, you know, have their best interests at hand. It's very, with allowing the students, um, instead of like having them come in and really meet them where they're at, like our um, superior Lisa Korchma says, it's really just kicking them over the fence, like getting them in, getting them admitted. Right. And then once they're admitted to the college, like, oh, you're on your own, you're right. expected A, B, C, D, E, and F, Mm -hmm. all by yourself. And a lot of these students, like with our specific students, have either not been in school for many years or have, you know, been in college before and then stopped out because of all of these requirements and tasks they had to do left on their own. Mm -hmm. So we really take a more, I guess, one-on-one approach. When students come into us, We sit down, we talk with them about, you know, any reservations they may have towards attending college, um, really getting to know them, maybe taking them on a tour of the campus, and then asking them, are you ready to apply with us, or do you need some time to think about it? Mm -hmm. You know, you may, it may be all overwhelming, and we get that. We don't put all, we we try not to put all of these pressures on them, especially at first, because that can scare them away. Mm -hmm. And... Once they do decide they want to take that step, they want to be admitted to the college, we literally do everything with them from completing the application, financial aid forms, um, activating their student emails, their black 
records, all of that stuff, which is normally yeah. the overwhelming stuff they have to do sure. on their own. Yeah. We do with them. And we're not necessarily doing everything for them. We're helping that empower them to eventually, you know, do these things themselves. Mm-hmm. At the beginning of the program, we may be a little bit more, I guess, hands-on with them, mm-hmm. but then our goal is to eventually let the reins off a little bit, allow them to, you know, become self-sufficient. Right, right. Truly empower them to take those next steps. Um, and, yes. one, and, and one thing that I love, you know, Stephanie and Frankie, and, and, and correct me if I'm wrong here, is that, you know, this isn't just focused on, on CSI, right? I mean, we're not just trying to get them in and enroll to the college, although that's wonderful and certainly a great path for, for many students. But these supports go beyond just getting people in the door, right? Isn't there some, some kind of workforce development tied to this or employment as well? Yes. So um, we've partnered with a few organizations that have agreed to um, employ them while they're in school, but also hoping for that career trajectory. Mm -hmm. Um, Eden, too, is one of those organizations that, you know, we have a relationship with. They offer tuition reimbursement and a career path should the student want to take that. That's great. That's great. And you know, to do all of this, as you just mentioned, even even with Eden too, you need you know partners, right? Others engage in the community to help serve and mentor and guide these cohorts of students who need assistance. What can you tell me about the relationships and some of the partnerships that have been formed to create this kind of alliance uh, to help these students? Um, so Eden too, and it's not just you know hiring if they need a part time job. Eden has been with us for some some workshops. I believe it's on October 19th they're coming. You know, we provide workshops to the students, and this one particular workshop is about, um, you know, rocking the interview. So Eden is coming, and we'll be doing mock interviews with these students and talking about the process of being hired. So they, they really are involved. It's not just, you know, here's an application, apply to this job. They're helping us to turn these students into, you know, em- employable right. individuals and um, showing them, you know, the, um, the track forward. We also have partnership with Central Family Life Center. That's a community organization in Stapleton. And then Youth Build Impact, which is GED and vocational training, uh, Frankie and I have been um, going over there and talking with students um, who are working on their GED and um, hoping, you know, once they pass those classes, that they come along and, you know, see that that's a viable path for them. This afternoon, Frankie and I are going to Concord High School's YABC program to discuss the possibility of you know, that cohort of students that are working on their GED to move forward. And um, we were also in contact with Children's Aid um, earlier in the week, mm-hmm. and they've also uh, agreed to hire our students and work with their school schedules. Wow. So, yeah, we're, we're, we're making friends and, um, and, you know, everything with the goal of get, having these students become amazing, successful young adults. Yeah, sure. You know, and, and, and you just gave me a little bit of a taste of the answer to this next question that I had lined up for you. But, you know, you're both two, the two central figures around 
uh, yes together. You know, Stephanie, you're the transformation coach officially. Frankie, you're the uh, success coordinator. But uh, I was interested to know a little bit about your your day to days. You know, this is such a new initiative and really a new canvas you're working with each day, learning new things, I'm sure, yourselves. Um, you know, what does that sort of, you know, boots on the ground approach look like? What are your day-to-days actually look like these days? So usually our day-to-days involve a lot of interaction with our students. Um, we are connected with our students through a Google voice number, mm-hmm. and we're constantly in communication with them for any issues that may arise on their day-to-day, as well as anything that we see on our end, such as, let's say, reminding them to pay their tuitions or checking in with them to see how things are going, informing them of any workshops or clue credits um, events that may be coming up, Mm -hmm. really providing that one-on-one support even, you know, during the day, like in real time. Right. Yes. And a lot of our day-to-days in person, students will come in, let's say, if they're having issues with financial aid or maybe sometimes we accompany them to appointments on campus if they choose to um, involve us, such as the Office of Accommodations, Mm -hmm. especially for our demographic. A lot of our students of of like academic disabilities have made school definitely a lot more troublesome and you know, that's where a lot of the demotivation comes in. So we're really, we accompany them to appointments and ensure they're getting the accommodations that they need to be successful. We'll even accompany them to the bursar so that they can make a payment. A lot of things like that are very nerve-wracking for our students. So we definitely work with them closely. And actually right now at this point in the year, we've been starting to meet with students to do the mid-semester check-ins. Our students are required to do two check-ins a semester, one mid-semester and one at the end. So we've actually been starting that and really just troubleshooting any issues that have been coming up for our students during the academic year so far. Would you like to add to that, Stephanie? Any? You know, I think, like Frankie said, we don't want to do it for them. We want to show them the way. Mm -hmm. There was an example... Yesterday, one of our students who has accommodations needed to schedule testing. And, you know, she's done it for him in the past, but yesterday she had him do it with her guidance. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's not doing it for them. It's guiding them so in the future they can. Um, As far as our day-to-day, when we don't have students here, we're out in the community. We're, you know, going to different community events, sometimes during the week, sometimes on the weekends. Whenever there is a community event, whether it's in Clove Lake Park, back to the beach, wherever there's a community event, that's where we are. Mm. That way we can, you know, some, listen, an 18-year-old is not in Clove Lakes Park at nine in the morning, but maybe their parents are, their grandparents, or a community organization, you know, um, ACS is there, and, you know, there's a family with an older child that, you know, needs some guidance. So that's where we recruit a lot of our students at those community events. We'll be tabling at several libraries, Upcoming in the next few weeks, we'll be visiting all of the elected officials 
on Staten Island, letting them know about the program. Sometimes they come across an issue. Like I said, we've been to ACS, we've been to the Pride Center, just making sure that all these community organizations know about Yes Together. The more the word is out there, the more young people we can we can help. Sure, sure. Yeah, so much outreach and uh, definitely to be commended for that. Uh, Stephanie and Frankie, the grant is wonderful. The program's wonderful. But, you know, whenever I hear the word grant, I always, you know, I always think, you know, it's finite, right, in terms of time. And at some point, the grant money itself ends. So this period is so important, not just for the service you're providing to the community and to these young adults, but to also create a seed that can be sustained over the long haul. Can you discuss what it takes to make that happen? And how does a program like Yes Together thrive going forward for a great and long future? Well, yeah, that's definitely, you know, one of our concerns Mm -hmm. as well. Um, We do know that the grant, unfortunately, it ends in June. And then that's when we see whether we are renewed for Mm -hmm. the next year. Really what we've been you know, striving to do is really focusing on the students that we have, working with them so that they make it to the next semester, really just showing that our program is successful. What we've also been doing, we've also been collecting feedback from the students about their college experiences and, you know, how Yes Together has played into that. And we plan to gather all that information and present it to the funders when that time comes, Mm -hmm. because already we're already well we're only two months into the semester and we've already gotten so much feedback Mm. we've had students say oh um that they were the only ones in their class with a dolphin card or with their student emails activated another one said that um their classmate didn't even know what blackboard was Mm. so we definitely see that there are a lot of issues when it comes to the college system that there is a lack of communication of what needs to be done and the one-on-one guidance and support between the school and the students. Mm. And, you know, it's really, it's been shocking because, you know, we see our problems with our students, but then when our students come back to us and talk about that, oh, their whole class is experiencing the same issue, you know, it really, it really makes us wish that, you know, our program, you know, was more well-known so that we could have helped all of these students. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's pretty, you know, shocking. And we've had so many students so far in our check-in say that if it wasn't for Yes Together, they would have already given up, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. it's, it's the, the navigation process, they said is very confusing. It's, you know, overwhelming. There's a lot to do and that we help A lot of them have said that we help the students stay accountable for what needs to be done. And, you know, we've definitely seen our students get very frustrated when, you know, things have gone wrong, especially with financial aid. Mm. And we're hoping that our evidence for, you know, our our firsthand, our primary evidence for how this program is benefiting the students, that this will, you know, show the funders that our program really is needed, you know, not but I think every college should have a similar program. Yeah, and it's such a great point you make, Frankie, because some of the you know some of the helps that you're providing, some of the mechanisms is really you know you're you're providing it for a certain population, let's say. But really, a lot of these things, the entire student body can really um, you know stand to gain from you know and and 
services like the ones that you're providing are really are so crucial and so critical. But I'm I'm happy to see that they're working. Yes, us too, us too, because we've really already seen the students that we have, you know, that like what Stephanie was talking about, um, turning into a butterfly, we've already mm -hmm. seen that starting in some of our students, so it makes us very excited also, and we wish that, you know, all of the students could have this support. Yeah. One of our students said that um, being in our program, she feels privileged to be in our program. Mm, that's great. It's such a great mm -hmm. thing to hear. Um, and, you know, I know you've referenced uh, your students many times. How many students are, are in your cohort and how do you actually find them? I know that there's obviously some recruiting that takes place, but are they able to kind of drop into you? Um, how does that kind of relationship work? So right now for the fall semester, we have 12 students currently enrolled. And for so far for the spring semester, we already have two. Now, there are a number of ways that students can join our program. First, we have uh, we get direct referrals through either our partners Youth Build Impact and then Pathways to Graduation, which is, I guess, the main GED school on the island. They have sent us a number of students. Mm -hmm. Right now, four our, of our current full students are Youth Build Impact students. Um, so once they finish the their path they are in or their GED, kind of like a pipeline they come there directly to us mm -hmm. and so it's kind of that continuous support one of our students was referred to us through um the college's enrollment office um so that was another way okay. and a lot of our other students were found at various community events that we've had while recruiting can you think of any other ways stephanie um a couple of students were stopped out um and that's from the enrollment office mm -hmm. And yeah, the community events, I think, yeah. were the, the, the others. We also have an interest form on our social media page in our link, but we haven't had much traffic coming through there as of yet. I guess when our social media page becomes bigger, it, it, it's we have almost 200 followers, which mm -hmm. is great. Yeah. Hopefully, as it grows, more people see us and you know take advantage of that interest form also. Yeah, you know, for a, for a first-time program, for one that has literally been built from the ground up, I mean, you know, that's, that's uh, you know, those are individuals whose lives are seriously going to change thanks to your, thanks to your help. Their futures will, will change, and, and that's great. So I think you should both uh, take a bow. That's, that's really awesome. And, you know, uh, I think you, you answered this question of how people can get involved. I think, you know, students certainly can by doing the interest form. But what about what about external help? What about, um, you know, maybe those that want to assist, be it philanthropically or with their expertise, maybe becoming another corporate partner? Um, how, how do they best navigate that? Should they get in touch think, with you personally? Is there uh, a website they can they can go to to find out more? Well, we do have our um, website on um, the CSI page. It's off of the student affairs page right. um, together. But absolutely, they can get in touch with me by phone, 718-982-2426. On that page is both Frankie and I. Uh, our emails are there. Yeah, uh, I would be, um, be excited if anyone would want to um, jump in and, and partner with us. Also through our social media, I'm always on there checking our direct messages. Our Right now we just have Instagram. We're hoping to expand to Facebook and other platforms soon. Mm -hmm. 
Our Instagram is CSI underscore yes together. So if anybody's interested and prefers that method of reaching out, I'll definitely see that and we'll welcome anybody with open arms. Awesome. Awesome. And yeah, and we'll, we'll put that address and that phone number in the description to the podcast as well. So for people who are listening, if you want to check that out, uh, be sure to, you know, ladies, it's amazing how quickly time can go. I think we've been on the line for about 35, 40 minutes. Um, I always like to leave enough time for perhaps, you know, you know, leaving the floor open to you. If there's anything that, you know, we may have missed or any parting words you'd like to leave our audience with today, uh, by all means, the floor is yours. Thank you. I just want to say this has been so far such a rewarding experience and Frankie and I are looking so forward to the future. I am hopeful that we will be refunded, but I think based on our success so far, I have high hopes that we will, but we are just super excited. We we love working with this population and enjoy it so very much. It is it, this is not a job. This we are excited to be here every day. This has been such a wonderful experience. Awesome. Frankie, was there anything you wanted to add? I think Stephanie pretty much summed it up perfectly. Like she said, we're so excited to watch Yes Together grow. I have good feelings about it and whether it's refunded or not, I know it's something to definitely consider as it is very needed in all colleges across mm-hmm. the U.S. Um, and yeah, I'm like, like Stephanie said, I really don't even see coming here as a job. I love, you know, working with the students every day, forming those close relationships with them and just being that really that little community inside of the larger campus community, having that safe community to come back to. So, yeah, and I want to thank you for allowing us the chance to talk more about Yes Together and the program and to be a part of this wonderful podcast. Awesome. Well, you know, I thank you both, uh, not just for being on the show today, but really, you know, sharing out the work that you do and for the, you know, the, the, the physical work that you're putting in, you know, starting these initiatives from scratch is, is rewarding, I'm sure. And you, you both seem to be enjoying it very much, but it's also a great deal of work and that doesn't go unnoticed, uh, you know, to you, Lisa, Danielle, all the folks in student affairs who've really, uh, nurtured yes together and really, uh, built it from the ground up, you know, thanks again for all the work that you do. Of course, we're glad to do it. (laughs) Awesome. Well, Stephanie and Frankie, it's so great having you on the show. I hope we can catch up soon offline and and maybe even revisit uh, Yes Together sometime in the future. Thanks again for being on the show. Appreciate it, Dave. Thank you so much for having us. Once again, that was Stephanie Echevarrieta and Frankie Scordato, both with the Yes Together Bold Solutions Initiative here on campus. I'm so glad we got a chance to really do a deep dive on the Bold Solutions Initiative and what it is doing literally for the first time, not just at the College of Staten Island, but for the borough of Staten Island itself, preparing students not just for the next steps, with college and higher education, but also with employment, workforce development opportunities as well. There is a whole uh, spectrum of services that are being provided for uh, young people who have otherwise stopped out or paused their education for whatever reasons, of course, COVID notwithstanding. So uh, great work that they're doing there. Another wonderful initiative at the College of Staten Island and, and truly groundbreaking work that is being performed by members of our staff. So we certainly 
certainly want to shed uh, the spotlight on Stephanie and Frankie and all the wonderful work that they're doing. Be sure to check them out. Um, yes, together initiative at the College of Staten Island, of course. Uh, do a search on that and get in touch with them directly for all the great stuff that they're doing. Uh, that'll do it for this episode, Season 3, Episode 6 of CSI Today Talks. Next week, Terry Mayers returns fresh off of a vacation. Terry is uh, you know, coming back from, from his vacation, coming back with another exclusive guest. You don't want to miss it. I sure won't. Uh, we hope that you'll tune in for that one. Until then, remember to please subscribe to CSI Today Talks from wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Please subscribe to our website at CSIToday.com to access our weekly newsletter. And thank you once again for tuning into this episode and all of our past episodes as well. This is David Pizzuto wishing you a great rest of the week, and thank you for listening to CSI Today Talks. Thank you for listening to this edition of the CSI Today Talks podcast. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast to get alerted for brand new episodes and to listen on demand to your favorites. Be sure to check us out at www.csitoday.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.